We continue with our podcast series regarding the investment opportunities offered by Orpvest. Orpvest is, of course, an international real estate company focusing exclusively on the niche market of medical buildings in the United States. The company allows investors to invest directly into these properties and earn regular dividends in U.S. dollars. Justin Clark joins me now. He's the Chief Operations Officer at Orbvest. Uh, Justin, thank you so much for joining me. I've spoken to several of your senior colleagues at Orbvest over the past few weeks and months, and that includes Martin Freeman, the CEO, uh, Michiel Lucas, your Global Acquisitions Director, and Annie Besaidenout, the Chairman. You are in charge of global operations. It's evident that you have a very, very big and strong management team what is your background and how do you fit in? Thanks, Rake, and always good uh, chatting to you. And we really appreciate all the coverage that you give us on uh, MoneyWeb and, of course, HealthSaka. <laughs> so it certainly is a very strong management team. And I think, you know, what's really important is that uh, we gel so well together. You know, we've all run our own companies and had, you know, exits or, or had been involved in, in large enterprises. So, you know, it's unusual to get such a strong team all together working together. And I think that the important thing that you picked up from uh, the likes of Martin is, you know, we all had a common reason for coming together. And that is, we were all looking to solve a problem for ourselves. And that is, you know, find some sort of safe investment that we understood offshore. And my background to answer that question is real estate. You know, I've loved real estate my entire life. And uh, I've been involved in property development and most well-known for starting or co-founding a, a company called Private Property, which you may know of, that we exited uh, recently. And uh, that's a sort of an online property portal where you can go and find any property that's for sale across South Africa. I think that's really what I'm best known for, right? Private Property, I think, is a household name. And I really think that's one of the most innovative uh, property companies ever launched in South Africa. But it's a far cry from doing your own property development work and being involved really intimately in selecting U.S. medical properties and buildings and offering people to invest in those. When did you start to look at U.S. medical properties as a potential investment? I think what's most interesting is I wouldn't say that I'm a local or an expert in medical real estate. And uh, thank goodness, I, I, you know, I'm not charged with the responsibility of finding these buildings. That's uh, Michiel Lucas and his team over in Atlanta. But um, interestingly, I did, as one of my early developments, I did a medical center in uh, Amschlonga uh, Rocks Drive in, in Durban North some 30 years ago. And um, I went past there the other day to have a look at it. And a fascinating thing, right? We always say that you know, if you consider your doctor or your dentist and how long they've actually been in the premises where they are at the moment, you'll find that they don't move very often. And this is, of course, our hypothesis on medical. But remarkably, I went to that medical center and I'm Shongrok's Drive and uh, it's almost untouched in 30 years. You know, it's certainly getting a little dated, but uh, all the rooms are still very much there. The practice might have changed hands because in 30 years, the doctors have died and sold their practices on. But the path lab, the pharmacy, the optician, you know, most of the tenants that we put in 30 years ago are absolutely still there. You know, I think it rings true for our hypothesis for America. Luckily, as I mentioned, we've got Michiel and his acquisitions team sitting across in Atlanta. And we've got offices in Atlanta and um, they charge for finding these buildings. And that's really the trick. It's very important that we find buildings that absolutely fit within our criteria. Remember that these buildings are stable assets. They are profitable. 
They generate returns that have to be within a certain range as uh, dictated by our investment committee. We promise our investors returns of 7 to 9% cash on cash on their investment. And of course, an RR on exit after five years of uh, between 11 and uh, 17%. And that's the building has to fit into that criteria. And as you know, these buildings are getting much more expensive in the US. Um, there's an enormous amount of capital that's now looking for these safe assets in commercial real estate. Let's just explore the medical niche a bit more because there are many niches within the broader property sector. I'm thinking about storage, uh, engineering or industrial logistics centers. You have many properties where there's a legal hub or many legal practitioners. Um, There's, of course, retail and office segments as well. Why do you think the medical sector is superior to those? Yeah, you know, I think that there's some great niches that all the money is focused on. Really, retail and office is absolutely off the boil. Investors don't want to touch that at the moment unless it's at a significant bargain. But we love medical because you get long leases. I think that's the first important point. For somebody to do a proper medical installation rake, something like imaging, for example, or radiology as we call it here, you have an, a significant capital investment. In fact, the machine might be worth more than the uh, the building itself. <laughs> so the doctor, the, the group, because most of these radiology practices are, in fact, big groups that own multiple outlets. You know, they want somebody who's going to invest and put in the Faraday cage in order to fit their equipment. Then they're stuck there for 25 years, the, the value of the equipment. You know, they, they don't want to move that equipment once it's been installed. So, you know, they want to sign a long lease. And, um, and we're absolutely happy to advance the TI to install them in order to get them locked into the building. And then it's, it becomes almost like a triple net lease where we, we literally just collect the rent every month. And that's what you really want in a commercial building. Of course, it's not super exciting and that you can't escalate the rental with inflation or anything like that, but you know that that check is going to come in every single month for the next 20 years. And I think that's really, really gives peace of mind to investors looking for long-term dollar-based returns. Yeah, so it, it does offer a, a safe uh, capital preservation-like investment opportunity in addition to art currency dividends. Absolutely. And, and I think another thing that's really important is that as far as the growth sector is concerned, it's really nice to be able to be trading in a space where you've got that wave behind you. I'm, I speak like a true uh, Durbanite. <laughs> but uh, first of all, we're always going to states where there's growing population and GDP. So if you've got growth, the chances are you're going to have more demand. But then, of course, as you have picked up from your discussions with Martin and, and others, we go into states where there is a growth of boomers uh, or older population and uh, with growth in older population, of course, there is more demand for medical services. So you've got that sort of underpinning the value of your investment, more demand coming from more older people moving into an area that is already growing. And then, of course, ultimately, there is this very interesting technological change, which I think you know is even noticeable in South Africa, where you tend not to go into the blood and bandages hospital system for your procedure. And as soon as the insurance company, your, your medical aid can get you out of the hospital, they will. And if necessary, they'll put you into a step-down facility or a day surgery. And uh, of course, this is exactly the niche that we are focused in. We like medical office buildings. We do not invest in hospitals. And there is a trend worldwide. The amount of patients that are going into hospital, in other words, inpatient, 
is decreasing and the amount of patients that are being treated in step downs or in day surgeries is increasing. And obviously we call that outpatients. So we go for the outpatient facilities and in the States, to give you an idea, Rake, it's a massive market. It's kind of 36,000 odd buildings that are uh, medical office buildings or categorized as medical office buildings already. So we have significant scope to grow. You say 36,000 of these medical buildings. 36,000, yeah, about half a trillion dollars worth of real estate is dedicated to medical office buildings. And you have made investments in how many of these properties? We're very small if you think about it in terms of number, but we're sitting on probably 35, or we've just launched 34 and 35. So, yeah, our acquisitions are around 400 million US dollars at the moment. You know, we've got a plan of of growing that to a billion dollars in the next four years. Are these buildings uh, hard to come by or are you just very selective? You know, I think they are, you know, you can certainly find them on the market, but can you find buildings that generate sort of returns and have the criteria that we demand for our investors? And, And that is much, much more difficult. We probably get one or two buildings out of every 40 that we look at into the investment committee. So that is the trick. And I think uh, another very important point, Rake, is that, you know, by building a reputation in the US that we've managed to do over the last seven years, we are now getting off-market opportunities. And uh, once something gets offered via the brokers to the market at large, the price really, really goes up. You know, it becomes an auction because there's so much money chasing these buildings. So yes, they are becoming much harder to find. And um, luckily, uh, after a little quiet period over the, the middle of the year, we now have three properties on our platform, which is quite unusual. Well, I checked on your website and these opportunities are uh, listed as Medical 33, Medical 34 and Medical 35. So it is, uh, I think um, it refers to the individual properties. But uh, just take us through these three opportunities. Why are they attractive in your view? Let's look at uh, 33 actually is unfortunately oversubscribed, so so that one uh, will come off in the next day or so. But let's talk about 34, um, Medical 34, so that's our 34th building. In fact, it's two buildings. And we do like this because we like to be able to spread over multiple tenants. You'll notice that all our buildings, or almost all our buildings, are multi-tenanted. And the beauty of that is that, you know, if you lose a tenant, it's not the end of the world. It doesn't really affect your returns. So... In this case, we have uh, gone for a new city at Cincinnati, and um, it is two really, really good areas of Cincinnati, or the two sort of most upmarket suburbs. So Kenwood Crossing and, and Red Bank Village, if, if anybody you know, knows much about uh, the, the city of Cincinnati. Two beautiful buildings. Once again, we like buildings that don't necessarily have an elevator. We like buildings that uh, are you know, proper structure, concrete and brick, as opposed to what we call stick, which is the timber fabrication that they like in some states in America. And yeah, they're just uh, two solid, nice buildings. There's a small amount of vacancy, around about 5%, which gives us a bit of value add. Remember, you don't pay for vacancy when you acquire these buildings. But um, all the rest of the tenants are very solid, have been there for a long time. And um, I think altogether, it's 14 tenants occupying 67,000 square feet. In meters, that's about 6,700 square meters. So 95% occupied, very, very solid uh, buildings. So that one we, we put on about a, a week ago. And um, it's also got some really nice national tenants. Um, Fresnius, that's a big uh, dialysis group in the US. So that is absolute credit tenant. 
And uh, yeah, I won't get into too much detail. It's also got a DeVita, which interestingly is also a, a dialysis uh, national group. Services around 200,000 odd dialysis patients a, a day, which is quite phenomenal. So, so yeah, big groups like that. You know that the, 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 the tenants standing behind the lease is solid. Your income is solid. And of course, um, you know, it gives your investor peace of mind that, that their dividend is absolutely going to be solid. So the cool thing about these is they're over 8% cash on cash. That means we can comfortably pay our quarterly dividend of 2% a quarter. Remember, this is US dollars. It's not, uh, it's not South African Rand. We don't do this through FDI. This is, in fact, a complete offshore investment. And we anticipate, you know, uh, sort of 12 to 14% RRs on this, on these, these two buildings in Cincinnati. So that's a, that's a super, you know, super, super one for us to find. And then the second one is also great. Uh, and this is Atlanta, where we actually have our offices, as I mentioned earlier on. It is a dental portfolio. Again, it's two buildings. Um, one that we acquired actually early on in the year called Great Expressions. And um, altogether, a mix of eight tenants. It's a smaller portfolio. It's about 27 or 2,700 square meters. But the, the average lease period on these buildings is, is 6.7 years. So if you're investing for five years, average leases is, is, uh, is higher than the investment period. And um, certainly we believe that uh, the one tenant that is expiring, that is a relatively small percentage of the building, we can extend because they've been there for a very long time. So that's super interesting. And again, it fits within our criteria. Um, we're able to, to pay out comfortably 2% per quarter on that building, uh, cash on cash. A uh, little bit of a lower RR, 12 to 13 odd percent, but, um, but it's solid. And the interesting thing is that uh, a lot of these buildings on the dental portfolio are triple net, a lot of the tenants, which means that all of the costs are covered by the tenant. So there's no lumpiness in terms of your expenses. Your building has a very consistent income coming from these tenants. You know exactly what your expenses are because they're covering the expenses and effectively those are pass-throughs uh, yeah. to the tenant. So I, I really like that 35 from that respect. Yeah, and looking at the pictures on the site, they're definitely not bad looking as well. But you also have a, another investment opportunity, and it's, it's called the Orpvest Triple Net One Portfolio, or Triple N One. And it allows investors to invest in more than one property. Tell us about this offering. Yeah, I think, Rick, you know, this really came from our South African investors uh, because we have had more IFAs or uh, financial advisors that are looking to put clients that are pensioners that really depend on this income. And, um, you know, we felt very uncomfortable putting them into single buildings because there's a risk in a single building. Quite simply, you've got less tenants to spread your, your risk amongst. So um, we have, as you've spoken about previously, we, we launched a very successful product called um, ODH, which is a diversified spread amongst all our buildings. And um, that is developed into this thing, which we call triple net. So what we are doing is we, under one investment, we acquire eight buildings and we go for very specific types of buildings. And these are buildings that are occupied by only one tenant. So I'll give you an example and I'll choose a name. And this doesn't necessarily mean that we've particularly got one of these. But uh, many of your listeners will be very familiar with uh, CVS or Walgreens, or for that matter, uh, DeVita or, uh, or one of those. So, you know, these clients, they have multiple outlets across the U.S., literally thousands of, of outlets. 
and uh, they don't see real estate as being their core business. So they want to be responsible for that building. They want the building to look like it is theirs. They want to maintain it in a certain way. It must be branded and uh, it must feel like the same CVS that you go to anywhere across the US. But then they want somebody to actually own the building so they don't have to have the capital locked up in that investment. So uh, this does provide an opportunity. We look for these and on this particular portfolio, our, minute, our average lease period we want on these buildings is 12 years. So the investment is for five years like all of the others, but when we sell it, we want to make sure that there's enough lease period that we can sell it for the same price we bought it at or better. So it's quite simply, it's a combination of eight buildings that are leased to corporate tenants, the likes of a CVS or a Walgreens, and they are triple net. In other words, we don't have any risk of any maintenance issues apart from maybe roof or HVAC, as they call it there, air conditioning. And that means that it's very, very consistent, regular income. And that's, of course, what our investors are looking for. So that's the new one. And Triple uh, Net One, as I say, we launched also about 10 days ago or two weeks ago now, maybe. And the uh, terms are pretty much similar as the other investments, a minimum of around $5,000 and the investment term around five years. That is correct, yeah. The uh, cash and cash return is slightly lower on those just because they are generally more expensive. You pay the premium for the Triple Net and for the corporate investor. So those are 7%, a little bit less than, than 2% a quarter. And your RR, you know, you, you, you get 10% in US dollars, which is great. But um, the single buildings or the small portfolios, like I mentioned earlier, you potentially get a slightly higher return. But if you are really looking for a core investment, if you're looking for something that is very secure, then uh, then this is the sort of thing that we put together for those type of investors. I see. Simon Brown will host a, a webinar to uh, discuss some of these opportunities further. And I think that is an excellent opportunity for listeners who want to ask questions to uh, put it to you and the Orbest team. And that takes place on the 28th of September. And the information will be available on MoneyWeb. Will you participate in that webinar? Oh, absolutely, yes. Uh, you know, this, this is a great way of getting information across this. There's a lot to understand, and, and um, we certainly put everything out there in those meetings. Simon uh, obviously uh, hosts the meeting and asks all the questions. So anybody who's interested, Tuesday, 20, 28th of September is the next one with Simon. And um, I would invite anybody who wants more information, uh, Rake, to, to be there. Uh, alternatively, of course, they can, uh, they can WhatsApp or call our support staff on 021-948-2130. I'll repeat that, 021-948-2130. Or simply just go onto the website orbest.com and uh, someone will be able to at least help and steer you through the process. Justin, thanks for your time today. That was Justin Clark. He's the Chief Operations Officer at Orbest.